back to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we forge value-driven investors on a mission to live life on their terms. No matter where you have come from or where you are going, becoming a value-driven investor is in all our best interests. Because becoming financially free allows us to focus on what matters most, fulfilling our purpose. Our community of value-driven investors is committed to showing you the way. With the support of this community, you are sure to reach your goals. For all of us in the value-driven investor community, there is no greater gift than the gift of giving. Because together, anything is possible. Value Driven Investor Podcast for another amazing episode. And today, if you aren't, I am. How to address overwhelm at this point in your survival phase. So if you're sitting here and you've listened to the podcast uh, on whatever episode this is going to be, we are probably overwhelming you. We're probably getting you to the point where you're like, I don't know if I possibly could ever do this. We're probably getting you to doubt yourself. We're probably getting you to want to not listen to the podcast because you're thinking, there's no way I could ever do this. And you know what? I get it. I'm there right now. Like in my stage where I'm at, I am feeling overwhelmed. And I would tell you this, if you want a life on your terms, if you want to fight the fight, then I will tell you it won't be easy. It's never easy, but is it worth it? (laughs) Is it worth it? It is worth everything. And so you have to understand that you have to find ways to decompress. You have to find ways to reduce that overwhelm and you'll learn how to control it. But will it ever go away? No, because if you're not overwhelmed, then you're really not growing. You're really not pushing yourself. So again, I'm excited to have my buddy, my brother, Bob Grandon. Grando, hey. I mean, you know what? Overwhelm, how real is that, man? Uh, it's so real. And, you know, every time that I start to feel overwhelmed, you know, I know that I'm I'm missing a piece in my business and I need to put something in place, you know. And so that's like the number one thing that I start searching when I get overwhelmed. But, you know, me still working at the uh, fire department full time and trying to run my company, you know, full time outside of that, like my weeks are busy, you know, so overwhelm happens quick for me. It could be, I had a couple of rough shifts and then I couple it in with, you know, trying to work on a really hard project. And then I just, you know, start feeling like I'm slipping gears and not keeping up with anything. I start dropping everything after reset. So it's, it's there and it's tough, but there's always a way through it. You know, I always say everything you want's on the other side of fear and overwhelm is kind of almost fear related too. So, Oh, a hundred percent, man. I would definitely say that overwhelm is an anxiety that you get that you feel like you have so much going on that you are going to drop so many balls. And at the end of that, you're going to have nothing and you're scared as hell of it. And (laughs) you know what? That's just your mind playing tricks on you, you know, and that's what fear is. It's just your mind playing tricks on you. And at the end of the day, you have to just realize that, Big things happen one step at a time. And if you focus on each individual step and then also adding pieces like other people that can help you, that's going to make a huge difference in your life. So I want to kick it off. Bob and I are each going to share a story because 
you have to be sitting there if you're watching this podcast and you're starting from the very beginning and you feel like you're in the survival phase and you're like, man, I want to do what those guys are doing. Then after everything we've just talked about, every episode up to this episode, you have to feel overwhelmed with everything that it's taken both Bob and I to get where we are. But again, it's taken me 17 years. It's taken Bob, what, Bob? How many, I know two, three years of investing, but you've also been yeah. working on this for what? How, how many years would you give it? 10 years. 10 yeah, solid years. So. Mm-hmm. so we got here because we took one step after the next step, after the next step, after the next step. A baby starts crawling, a baby starts walking, and then a baby learns how to run. That doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. give yourself some credit. And as long as you never quit the journey, you'll reach your goals. You'll make your dreams come true. So I guess what I want to start with is I want to go all the way back to the beginning. And, you know, I'll never forget when I was sitting in my parents' basement and I was, I made that decision in my mind that, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And then I had written out my plan. I had designed that dream that I wanted. And then I looked at it and I said, I'll never forget it. I went back and I was just like, where do I start? Because the dream was so big. What I wanted to do was so grand. I had no money. I had no experience. I had no knowledge. And I wanted to do these huge things. And I can tell you, I was so overwhelmed that I kept saying, like, is this even possible? And so then what I did was I kept looking for reasons or people that were making it happen and reasons why I should believe that it was possible. And then I took action every single day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been a long journey and it's been a tough road. And even today, I'm overwhelmed. All the things, you know, you think that it gets easier. You think that when you get to that dream of yours, that all of a sudden everything's just going to be this bliss and you're going to sit on the beach and and you're going to just never have to worry about anything. But I can tell you this, (laughs) when you grow, you're going to get days on the beach But when you grow a business or businesses, when you get to the dream that you wanted, your dreams only get bigger. Your problems only get greater. And the overwhelm, I guess I can tell you, you learn how to control it even more. Grando, I mean, I think you're a prime example of it. You're sitting in Hawaii right now. I'm guessing you probably hit a point where you felt a little bit overwhelmed. And you're really good at this. I'm probably not as good as you at this. But you really use like getting away as a chance for you to possibly just refocus and regain that energy. And when you come back, you're coming back like a hurricane. But I mean, tell them your story, like about overwhelm and what your thoughts are around it. And, you know, and then we can go into some different ideas that I think you and I both have around how to just cope with overwhelm, how to address it and how to win the battle. Yeah, I mean, really for me, it started back in 2011 when I decided, uh, you know, I was going to be a real estate agent as well as work in the car department. And why did I want to do that? I knew that I could only provide a life, you know, for my um, kids, you know, on my fire department salary. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, we I provided them a better life. You know, it was one of the one of the driving factors. So the same with you. I was like, well, what does this life look like? What does it do? What type of work does it take, you know, to get there? And, you know, walking back and then going, okay, what's the first step I had to do, you know, and, and it also involved me being injured and stuff like that, where I had that time to think like, and, and as that driving factor was like, you know, if this life goes away, I have to have a backup life, you know, to be able to provide for them. And so 
that was just the huge driving factor walking through those steps and then going back and saying, well, the first step is this, the second step is this, the second step is here, you know, to the point where I done really well in the real estate world. And now, you know, just a few years ago, moving into that investment spectrum again, you know, I got comfortable in the real estate world where, you know, I was good with just, you know, 20, 30, 40 transactions rolling in a year. <clears throat> and there's a comfort with that, right? You have certain things laid out and then you don't have to stress yourself. I move over to the investment world. It's a new world for me where I'm just feeling overwhelmed every day. You know, you've got multiple, it went from one project to two projects to three projects. to now we're trying to orchestrate, you know, a 16 unit apartment complex rebuild, uh, start a new construction duplex, have another project going. And, and my last major hurdle of feeling overwhelmed where I'm like, I can't do all this. I realized at that point, um, you know, I was dropping too many balls. I had people trying to get bids to me, getting back. I was still trying to play the contractor. And it was just another point, you know, in my life where I was like, you're so overwhelmed. You're not doing anything good. You know, you're, you're actually doing bad right now in your business. So you need to find a person to put in place. And that's not for everybody. I'm just one of those people that like, I'm better with the team. You know, some people can do a lot of things. I'm not, you know, my wife can manage a lot of things. I'm good at managing people. Uh, and I'm bad at managing like the details of all that stuff. And so it overwhelms me really quickly. So I always know I need a person to, to jump into that system. And so my latest one was that right there where we got the new contractor in place to help her. So I would stop dropping all these balls, which allowed me to refocus on the bigger picture of our business again, is, which is where I should be is focusing on that and, and moving us forward down the road. But then it comes down to reset time, right? Every, almost every other couple of months, I start just feeling overwhelmed and burned out, you know? And so we kind of know that about ourselves because we're working all the time. You know, I'm working at the fire department and then I'm going on real estate most days. And I typically take like Sunday off if I can, but at the end of the day, like that still doesn't give you enough time to reset when you're at home. And when you have big dreams, you're trying to put a lot of big things in place. So it just naturally happens. So we reset, we come to a place like Hawaii. A lot of times it's, you know, only for like a week, but this time it just happened to be a lot longer, which is super cool. So I feel really great right now. Um, but getting back, it's that you hop back into that same system, you know, and, and then it'll start building up again, but you just have to realize, you know, just like, you know, our good friend Dave Lawson said, how do you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's where I'm at today. It's like, I have, you know, five projects going on. I have three of them are well over a million dollars, which I have a lot of money on the line. I have the real estate markets crazy. I have all yeah. these buyers and sellers. I have commercial real estate that deals that I'm looking at and I'm possibly looking at investing in and all the different variables that go into that. I have this digital media company, which is helping us produce the value driven investor community. I have our clients. I have yeah. multiple different people that are depending on me. I have two kids, one 13 year old, one nine year old. <laughs> I have a wife. The only thing I'm missing is a dog to add more overwhelm <laughs> in my life. That. So it's like, your kids yeah, would love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I get it. Like we're all overwhelmed, yeah. but that's the whole point. It's like, that's why you got to find something that just yeah. you have so much passion that it doesn't matter because you True. are going to drive through because, again, that's why we have these fundamental principles. It's like life on your terms. It's not easy. If you don't right. want life on your terms, if you want someone else to dictate what your day is going to look like, that's easy because you just show up and they tell you right. what to do. But when right. the, nobody's dictating the, the path of your life except for you, it's hard. 
because yeah. the only one you can depend on is you. You can't depend on someone else, and that's not easy. So it's yeah. going to cause overwhelm. So then the big question is, okay, great, guys. You guys feel like you're, you, you've got this thing figured out. Well, what are some of the tips that you can give me to help me figure out how to get over this overwhelming feeling that all I'm going to do is fail and I'm scared? And I would say the first thing is daily, what I say to myself is positive things happen to positive people. Then I put a smile on my face and I say to myself, life is good because you know what? Life is really good when you're (laughs) doing it on your terms. And I don't care where your money's at. I don't care what problems you have because we all have problems. But if you're living life on your terms, life is good and give yourself some credit and smile and enjoy the moment. So that would be my first one. Grando, what would be one of your tips? But yeah, I mean, life is great. So that's ultimately at the end of the day, like my best tip is think about what you want in the future, right? Think about that life, design that life and walk backwards. I mean, and then just realize, keep that perspective in mind. Real estate could just be your vehicle to get you there, right? It doesn't have to be you're so passionate about real estate. And I think Gary Vandercheck says a lot. You, you can use whatever it is as the vehicle to get you there to fuel that passion, right? So you happen to be able to make good money in real estate. You could flip a house, make great money. You could be a real estate agent, make great money, um, and, and then create a lifestyle business around that that fuels some sort of passion. Your passion may be like, I love kite surfing, right? And that's all I want to do. And you're, it can be that fuel for that fire, you know, to go stoke that flame and get it going. So that's ultimately at the end of the day, it's just understanding what you just said, that thing that's driving you. And it doesn't have to be the business. But if it is the business, that's amazing, you know, because then it's a double win there. Real estate is a huge driver for me. It has been my whole life. So it's like I think about it. I obsess about it. Um, that's that's what I want to do. And it's fueling, you know, my lifestyle. Right. So I can have a lifestyle that I want, which is really. really cool. But it, but but Grando, though, I think what fuels you more than anything is literally it is life on your terms. Like you will not be denied yeah. that. And your vehicle yeah. is real estate. But I think like your passion and like your energy and the real fight that Bob Grand is having is like nobody will deny me from a life on my terms. Is that not yeah. fair to say? No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, really, like your life on your terms is the most important thing and deciding it. And, you know, and I get to that point, you know, at the fire department where I get, you know, and I'm still there and, and I, I take maximum time off, but I I don't have to be there, you know. So that's now something I control. You know, I get to decide. I, I do my time there, but I could choose to leave, you know, and I would be just fine. You know, it's not something. So I've created that ability, you know, life on my own terms. I control right, that. Exactly. So another one, another one of the things that I've found, and I think Bob would agree, that really helps me get clarity uh, in where I'm going in my path um, is is writing on a daily basis, uh, writing about what's just in my mind, what's inside me, and yeah. letting it out. Now, when I say writing, and this is something you don't have to share with anybody, uh, but I would highly recommend you share it with yourself. So what do I mean by that? Like put it down, write it on a piece of paper, get it out and then reflect on it because you'll be amazed at what kind of self-awareness can be created when you get it out and then you reflect on it and you look back at, at the inside you looking at the outside you because what I mean by that is You've pulled yourself outside of your, I can't even, I don't know how to explain this exactly, but let's call it like you've laid your soul on that piece of paper and now you get to reflect on it. I can tell you 
that that alone will give you perspective on what's overwhelming you or what your thoughts are or where you're going um, and or your subconscious. I mean, Grando, tell me, you, I know you do this. I mean, you and I are both big I believers did. in writing yeah. our story. Yeah, you know, I actually have been lax the, while on vacation about that. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I keep my, uh, I use the daily journal, you know, I think it's day one journal or something like that. It's an app and I write in there and I, I love it because it also comes back and kicks things back up over time so I can reread them, which is cool. Um, but on a side note, yeah, I think that's one of the most important things, getting what's in your mind onto paper or some sort of format to kind of let it out. Uh, when I'm seriously hammering away and, and, and I'm doing that daily stuff, I always, I try to ask myself a few things, you know, um, what went well today? What could I improve on? And am I still in alignment with what I've envisioned for my life? So that's one of the things like when I'm really journaling well and writing well, that's one of the things I try to like address every single time because it helps me process, you know, that whole, uh, that day to kind of see where I could improve. So yeah, that's awesome. maybe things went bad, you know, so maybe things went great. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing, number three, that I know Bob and I both agree to is the daily workout. Bob and I have uh, really put forth a lot of effort in doing our daily workout. Now, hey, everybody fails. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Bob, I don't know if you've missed a couple days. I know lately I've missed a couple days. Um, yeah. But the workout on a regular basis, I would say daily, but on a regular basis is the best way that I have found to, number one, not only gain focus, for yourself mentally, but also to burn that stress that is just piling up because of the overwhelm. Um, so I would highly recommend a regular workout that pushes you and pushes you means like you should be breathing, you should be sweating, you should be mm-hmm. feeling it. It's not right. get on the uh, treadmill and walk and, and just be like, okay, walk and read a book. Like that's not really right. pushing yourself. Uh, but when you really are sweating, when you're really breathing, you get some cardio in and then you get a good workout and you feel that burn. You're burning stress, and I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference in a lot of different ways. Grando, are you with me? 100%, buddy. Like, I'm on day, like, 600 straight. So, um, and it's, that is so important to me, even on vacation. Even for us, like, that is the number one thing that I do. Right after this is over, I'll be out running, you know, running, doing push-ups, doing my thing. Um, but, yeah, I do it every single day. And I actually, speaking of the stress, it is such a stress relief. Even after, like, at the fire department, I've noticed, you know, once I implemented that in the mornings, you know, like, getting off shift, we could be up all night. We could be getting hammered. You might just have some really bad calls. That run in the morning clears that out, and it's one of the most helpful things that you can do. Also, like, that daily exercise routine builds those steps for, like, just longevity, you know, longevity and health, longevity and exercise will bring your weight down, you know, over time. A lot of people are always trying to like lose weight quickly, but just do it daily. Take that little tiny step, you know, and, and you'll, you'll get that stress out. You'll get that focus. It's my number one focus thing for the day. So yeah, it's. Well, and it builds consistency, awesome. right? So, like it, yeah. it shows you that every day I can be consistent at least one thing. So why can't I be consistent at something else as well? Right. Dude, I, yeah. That's such a good point you make. Cause I, I tell myself, if you choose to keep continuing in the life that you want, the one that you're heading down the path that you're on, it starts every single morning right here with this workout. And so that's kind of like, you know, if I choose to not do it, then it's like, whoa, everything's thrown into a bag now. Am I not on this path anymore? You know, so that's why, like, I've been at it 600 days because <laughs> that day when I made that choice to myself, I was like, I will do this. And some days it's walking, you know, like like when I, I got arrested at some point. So I'll go and, like, I'll have a walk day for an hour, you know, but that's still exercise to me. 
when you're doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then number four is uh, daily read about ways to solve your biggest problem at the moment. And I've learned this technique because I love reading. I don't like to maybe read the entire book because I think there's a lot of fluff in most books, but I definitely like to read books or find if I have a problem and I think, okay, I'm going to grab this book because I know it's in the category of my problem, I'm going to thumb through and see what the chapter headlines are. And then once I see something that's going to address maybe or or pinpoint or solve potentially the problem, I jump into it. And then the next thing you know, I, I stop reading once I feel like I've been inspired, once I feel like I've got a solution, once I just feel like, oh my gosh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And I will tell you that that habit, just knowing that you can go after something and find that solution. And again, you can pick up your phone and you can Google it. You can Google the topic and you can just get buried into that rabbit hole. And just all of a sudden you discover the solution or you get enlightened or it inspires you to keep going or keep thinking about that problem. I do that quite frequently, probably daily. Um, I definitely try to read daily. And I will tell you that it makes such a difference to know that, again, you're not alone. You have resources. Use those resources to your advantage because they will reduce your stress, reduce your overwhelm, and they will do it because they will help you solve that problem or inspire you towards the solution of that problem. Yeah, I love that. that, That's such a great uh, way of doing it. Like you, you dig into a book, you don't necessarily just go from A to Z, you start looking up the subjects that you need in it. Uh, I can say that I probably don't do that as probably as much as you do um, with, with books. I tend, I tend to kind of be like, I'm reading this book at this time, but yeah, I've done that before too, or going back, you know, to a book that I know can solve an issue where I'm at because you're always different at every point in your life. And so when you're looking at it and thinking like, well, I'm different here at that time, that didn't really help me. But now you're like, Oh, but I remember that. So same technique, like you're going in there just digging it out because you know where you need to go and you just need some help getting there. Um, reading is the, one of the most important things for me too. Like it, um, I read every single morning. Um, I'm, I'm really into stoicism right now where I'm just kind of deep diving into that. But I think that helps me with leadership um, and focus on leaders, being a good leader, which is where I'm kind of, my hurdle is right now is making sure that I'm that person. So, um, so I would say subject, reading, to help solve your problems um, is probably very important. Well, and, and, and reading gives you so much context around and perspective of things that you yeah. never would have thought about. It just, it stimulates your mind in an avenue or you're reading about someone else's story and it brings something to light that maybe you never even thought of. And see, yeah. innovation happens when you give yourself or your mind multiple perspectives around the same problem. And that's how you create innovation. I mean, Bill Gates reads, I don't know, like 100 books a year, some crazy number. And yeah. I, I, met, I saw, I think it was a documentary or something, and they asked his wife, you know, what, what, how, why or how does Bill read so many books? And she goes, Bill's brain is a super processor. She goes, I wouldn't even want Bill's brain because it has to process so much data or else, like, he's overwhelmed, like, or else he's stressed out. So, like... Why does he do that? How do you think he came up with all these innovations? He came up with all these innovations because he's taking so many inputs, so many perspectives to solve the problems that he's going after. And so that's why I just think that, you know, if you look around, the people that read the most are the ones that are solving the biggest problems because they have so many inputs 
and so many different ways to look at things. And I just think that's so valuable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I would add on to that, like a collective group too. Right. So, you know, like, you know, like this group here is super important because you're going to have people who've read things and learned things and are talking just like that. And those are the type of people you want to, you know, surround yourself with for that collective thought, you know, books will give you all those ideas from all these different perspectives. So will that group, you know, of, of readers. So that's, that's an amazing. Well, right. And that's the whole point of why we're trying to put together this value driven investor community of like-minded people. It's because, you know, if we're all collaborating, if we're all sharing, it's like, okay, you could read a book or you could come into like a community like ours. And all of a sudden you could see these posts or you could see these problems. And then you could see all the people commenting on these different ways to solve them. It's no Mm -hmm. different. It's the exact same thing. Right. Fast forward. So yeah, get you going. So another one is on a daily basis, make a list of the most important problems that you need to solve. Now, you don't want to have a list that's a whole page long, but if you need to get it out and you need to write it down, then it can be five pages long. It doesn't matter. But you want to also realize that when you make that list, you got to prioritize that list because your brain's instantly going to say, if you have a five page list, I can't get that done in a day. Okay, great. Then throw the other four pages away and say, I'm going to go after this one page or even rip the page in half and say, I'm going to go after this, these top 10 problems. And at the end of the day, though, getting it out will allow you to de-scramble your brain, which causes overwhelm, causes stress, causes confusion, and will allow you to start focusing on the problems that you need to solve. So make a list on a daily basis. Yeah, hundred percent with that. Napoleon Hill actually, I think, is who one of the, the list techniques I use, where you put five things on your list. You know, you may have a huge list. You pick your five key things you have to work on, and at the end of the day, you cross off what's there, then you add two more to that list. And but you put the ones that you didn't finish at the top. You know, so good process to keep going through, just kind of to break that down. But yeah, that's that's super important to be able to do. The next one is remind yourself you need to say no to the things that don't get you to where you're going. And I can tell you right now, my classic example of this is that Diana who supports me. uh, And I realize every time she goes on vacation, how important she is in my life. And also as someone who helps me grow my businesses, she's gone. And so I'm getting an inundation of emails because Diana's email says, Hi, thanks for messaging me, but I'm on vacation. If you need anything, feel free to contact him. And I'm just like, no, no. And so I can tell you that there's a whole bunch of emails that I've received and I have to prioritize them. I have to know, okay, can this email wait until after she gets back? Because if it can, I say no and I hand it off and put it into her bucket. And so I've been doing that. And that's been overwhelming because I'm like, my list is already long enough. And now you're adding a whole nother humongous list of things for me to do. And I just have to say, no. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. That's, and I feel bad, you know, like I always feel so horrible when I can't help people, you know, cause I want to help everybody. And, and, and that, that power of no, it's basically when you, when you say yes to them, you're basically saying their agenda is more important than your agenda. You know, so, and that's something when, that I had to kind of walk myself through, which I read in the book, you know, and it, it, it's the most important thing. You could be like, okay, so if I say yes to this, I'm now taking on what they want in their life and giving up what I want in my life. You know, so if it doesn't align now with my, with my vision and where I'm going, 
it's a lot easier to say no, but man, you know, that's, that's one of the hardest things because most people want to help people, especially friends, you know, it's oh, like, I'm a huge helper, man. Yeah. I, I, that's why yeah. I say that so enthusiastically because yeah. it's super hard for me to say no. And it's super hard for me to yeah. leave somebody hanging. It's super hard for me to yeah. even have people think, man, does he, does he not even want to help me? But you, you summed it up amazingly because Dude. again, you got to live life on your terms and you have to design your life. And if you know and you've designed your life, then you know what's important and what needs to get done in order for you to make the next level. And then also, you know, what isn't important and what can be held off and why you have other resources that you can use to solve those problems for other people. It's not that I don't want to help these people. It's just that, hey, I have a resource. I just can't do it right now, but it will happen for you. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, the next one is is focus on what you are good at. Find team members who can support you at everything you are not. And that is Diana for me. You have (laughs) to realize that if you're going to grow a business, if you're going to flip houses, and I think we've made this point real clear in the episodes before this, but you have to have a team in one way, shape, or another. I don't think it's going to be possible unless you just want to be a wholesaler, and it depends at what level you want to just be a wholesaler. But if you just want to work for yourself, that's cool. You can make a great living. But if you really want to build a business and you want to have an asset that actually delivers passive income that's called a business, you're going to have to have some team members. You're going to have to have some potential employees. And so you have to know where's my strength? Where's someone else's strength that can support me to grow this asset? Uh, Grand, you do a fantastic yeah. job at that. Like you said, you, you're a natural born leader and you are better at leading people sometimes than paying attention to all the details. And yeah. that's, you know that about yourself and that's yeah. what makes you that much more of a, that much better of a leader, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. And that started just by seeing, you know, going back to my roots of the fire service, seeing how that's all put together. You know, it's all, there's always, you know, the captain in charge, an engineer who drives a fire engine and firefighters. And we work in a team of five and like, and when I'm on, you know, a call or something, I'm there as the point leader, you know, but everybody else is doing their job. Right. So then I tried to apply that in real estate, went over into real estate and it was like, I need a team, you know, and it's really hard to build a team because I realized the fire service is really great at training because they would train people for over a year before you get the person. So their skill set was built in. But in this world, you've got to train them for that year, you know, so it's like, wow, you know, I kind of took that for granted and just expected I could just go put a team together. And, and now, you know, it's really it's like there's education, there's training and there's process that you got to go through with every single person, you know, but, uh, you know, but it's what you got to do, you know, to be able to, to be able to survive, I think, in growth. I mean, otherwise you just get to a level and you just can't go. And every time you feel you're at one of those ceilings, you're probably one to two people away from getting to the next place that you want to be. You know? Well, and I think that your ability to manage a team and to get people to rally around you, to trust you, to want to follow you as a leader, that is, I think, one of the key indicators of going from the survival phase to the thrive phase in the value driven investor formula um, because you're able to just make so much more happen uh, for yourself and then for other people, which again, you know, this community is about leading by giving. And when you give, then you will get something back. If all you want to do is get and you never want to give, then this community isn't for you 
And yeah. it will be a lot harder for you to thrive, to become an investor, or to have any type of a legacy. So, uh, yeah, I agree. well said, Grando. Well said. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I guess I really want to bring up, because this is something that I'm working on really hard right now, is focus, <laughs> focus on the one thing you can do that by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. And I think as the leader of your cause, as the leader of a life on your terms, you have to stay focused on that one thing that can knock down 10 different dominoes. If you're only focused on one domino, it's going to be hard to keep eating that elephant. But if you're focused on one domino that when it's knocked down, will knock down three, five, 10, 20, 100 other dominoes, then you know what? You're doing something that's going to make a huge impact uh, and and you're probably going to have to be working with people. So focus on the one thing you can do that by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. Dude, I love that book too. The one thing, and the I one was thing, yeah. Keller Williams boy, so you know, back in the day. Um, but yeah, so that was a super important part of it, and yeah, just chopping at that. What's that? Identify that first domino that you need. I want to go back and read that book again right now because I probably could use that. So focusing on that one thing, such by doing it can make everything else easier and necessary. Such a great book. Yeah, yeah, that was a great book by uh, uh, Rock, Gary Keller. Gary Keller wrote yeah, that Gary one. Keller and Jay Papazan. Yeah. Papazan. Yeah. So you one know what I, I, we don't. You know what, Bob? I think we're going to keep this one under fifty minutes. And wow. I think it's you know <laughs> the, at the end of the day, yeah. we want to let you guys know. We both know how you feel. We both know the demons in your head and how you feel. Like I don't know if this is possible, but again, that is why Bob and I are committed to leading by giving. That's why we are sitting here on this podcast and we're taking time out of our day because. We want to build a community so that you know that you're not alone, so that you know you have a place to go to ask questions, to get resources, to get problems to your or get solutions to your problem so that you know that, you know what, you're not alone because Bob and I are with you. We're overwhelmed. Bob and I want to help you and give you the resources and the education and the knowledge and anything that we can so that you can live that life on your terms. Grando, take it out, man. What do you think? Yeah, 100% agree with that, man. You know, uh, I always like to say, you know, there's always those fears that, that, that are in the back of your head. There's always that, that voice telling you, no, don't do this. Don't do this. That's your protection mode. You have to override the protection mode because it's built in for millions and millions of years. And that fear to fail, you know, when you look at it, you never fail, you know, if you don't quit. And that's the most important thing is you learn when you have, you know, a failure you know, but as long as you're willing to keep taking the steps every single day forward, you know, you're going to win. Just like when you lost a little bit of money and had to pay money out of pocket to close a deal, you know, you could have quit. You could have been like, that's it. I knew it. I was going to lose money, you know, and then you kept going and look where you're at now. You know, you probably haven't lost money in a really long time. You learned probably more from losing that money right there. That was probably one of your biggest lessons you've ever taught. So, you know, you can fail forward and that's the most important thing. And I think that's what this podcast is all about is just figuring those things out and helping you through it and realizing that we're here for you and we can help you be successful, you know, as well as if you're willing to take the steps and keep going. That's for sure, man. So, you know what, guys, go to valuedividendinvestor.com, sign up, join our private Facebook group and get 
all the resources, get a community of people that are there to help you and support you. You will see Bob Grand and I, and we appreciate every single one of you that are listening to our podcast because that's exactly why we got up this morning because we wanted to give value to you guys. So take care. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we lead by giving. For more information about our community and what's new, visit valuedriveninvestor.com. The Value Driven Investor Podcast was produced by Digital Legend Media in Minneapolis. Build your legend, digitallegendmedia.com.